You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, and welcome to our Sunday worship service. My name is Bob Henley, and I'm so excited that you have decided to join us this Sunday morning to worship with us. Uh, We're going to have an exciting time today. We will continue the series, Things Jesus Taught. Uh, Reese has been teaching on this as well as Robert. And today the Holy Spirit has put something on my heart that prayerfully will be edifying for everyone who's tuning in. I want to welcome all the brothers and sisters from Metro LA as well as all our families and friends who are tuning in from not only around California but around the states, sometimes even around the world. And so welcome to our living room here, our Sunday service. And uh, let's begin. Before we start, why don't we start with a prayer and we'll dive right in. Join me in prayer. God, thank you so much for another day in your graces, Father. Father, we're grateful that we can be called your children, your sons and daughters. God, we ask that this worship service brings much glory and honor to you. God, it's all about you and not about us. God, we pray that the Holy Spirit really removes me out of the picture this morning, Father, and really allow the scriptures to flow and convict our hearts. God, we love you so much. Thank you for Jesus. It's in your precious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Things that Jesus taught. You know, uh, this topic really uh, was put on my heart earlier, probably a week ago when I found out I was going to do the Sunday lesson. But things Jesus taught, I really thought about the importance of forgiveness. And uh, forgiveness, if you think about it, is very powerful. You know, Jesus throughout the Bible often told people, your sins are forgiven. I mean, think about that. What a powerful statement to hear coming from Jesus. Man, look you in your eyes and say your sins are forgiven. Like I said earlier, forgiveness is powerful. Unfortunately, on the other hand, unforgiveness can also be powerful. When we refuse to forgive someone who has hurt us, those who have wronged us, we ironically and powerfully hurt ourselves. As the old saying goes, you might have heard this, but it says forgiving is the only way to be fair to yourself. Now, would it be fair for you and I to you and I that if a person who hurts us once goes on hurting us for the rest of our life? Think about that. Would that be fair? Well, when you refuse to forgive, even in that case, you're given that person who hurts you the privilege of hurting you over and over and over again in your memory. Forgiveness is something, you know, we all want to receive, but most of us hesitate to give. Jesus makes it very clear, family. However, that we can't have it without giving it. We can't have forgiveness without giving it. It's a two-way street. Let's get into some scriptures. Jesus, things Jesus taught, the importance of forgiveness. Turn with me over to Matthew 6, starting in verse 14. Bible reads, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. If you refuse, 
If you do not want to budge in terms of forgiving those who have wronged you, then, man, this scripture comes alive and says that, man, our father will not forgive us of our sins. Over in Luke 17, starting in uh, verse 3, 3b, this is Jesus talking. This is if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Verse five, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. You know, simply put, I think the apostles in that writing there was like, but Lord, that's difficult to do. Jesus says, man, if they sin against you seven times in a day and come back seven times and say, I'm sorry, I repent, forgive me. Then your heart has got to be one of, you know, I forgive you. Forgiveness is granted. See, brothers and sisters, these words and these scriptures allow no room for doubt or discussion. For Christians, for true believers like you and I, forgiveness is non-negotiable. Let me say that again. For Christians, brothers and sisters who said, Jesus is Lord, forgiveness is non-negotiable. It is the very essence of our faith. And as I said earlier, forgiveness needs to flow two ways. We cannot separate really receiving forgiveness and extending forgiveness. We should be great at both. Forgiveness is the very core of how we're doing on a spiritual level. You know, why talk about forgiveness? Well, as I said earlier, because, man, I think the Spirit puts this on my heart, but why talk about it today? Because our spiritual health depends on it. Man, you see a person that's not doing well spiritually or has begun to drift in the fellowship or, or not coming around very often anymore, then nine out of ten times it has to do, in my opinion, a lot with someone has hurt them, stepped on their toes, and they will not forgive that person. They will not go and confront and give that person the benefit of repenting. Say, hey, you hurt me, and forgive them. So why do we need to talk about forgiveness today? Because our spiritual health depends on it. As well, I believe we can never grow or mature spiritually if we're carrying around resentment and refuse to forgive people. Man, if you're carrying around this big sack on your back (laughs) and you refuse to just forgive people, then, man, you will never grow. You and I, we will never grow spiritually. We'll be stuck in the same place. Over in Hebrews 12, verse 15, the Bible says, See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See to it that no one misses the grace. I don't know about you, but for me, I never want to be in a situation where I'm potentially going to miss the grace of God. But having an unforgiving heart will cause that to happen, the scripture says here. Let's continue on. A couple more reasons why we talk about forgiveness. Because forgiveness is a clear command of scripture. Throughout the scripture, and we do not naturally know how to forgive. It's just not natural 
occurrence for us to forgive people. We've got to work through it. We've got to build up the, the faith. We've got to pray through situations. But why do we talk about forgiveness? Because forgiveness is a clear command from God in the scriptures. Ephesians 4, starting in verse 31. Very familiar scripture. Scripture says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. You know, awesome scripture here. Why do we talk about forgiveness? Because it's huge for a Christian. You know, I thought about a process for me personally, I wanted to share with you guys the forgiveness process. When I'm stuck in a situation, and I'm going to share a little bit later, where, man, I had to really work through my feelings before I got to a point where I was able to forgive a brother who had sinned against me. But I, I want to share with you, I thought about this forgiveness process. And uh, the first step is just acknowledgement. Now, acknowledgement is we got to realize and admit our role in that conflict or disagreement. None of us are perfect. And so that first step in the forgiveness process, getting your heart softened, is, man, you got to realize and recognize your role in that conflict. Now, you might sit there this morning and say, you know what? But in my situation, Bob, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm, I don't know. In my 30 plus years in the church, that's a very rare occurrence where that's the case. So we got to recognize and see our shortcomings. You know, with my, with my spouse, what I learned over a long time ago, when we have disagreements and we've got to work stuff out, I instantly go to my saying, and that saying is simply, you know, honey, I take responsibility for my role in this situation. You know, if you get in the habit of saying that, brothers and sisters, that's going to take the edge off of situations. I take responsibility for my role in this situation. And God is going to begin to bless. But the first step is you got to acknowledge. The second step is, man, you got to ask. You got to ask the ultimate forgiver to empower us. That means you got to be on your knees praying. As I said earlier, this is not a natural thing to do for you and I. So you got to ask God, be with me. Give me the faith. Give me the energy. Give me the courage, God, to really tackle this. So you not only got to acknowledge and see your role, you got to ask God. And finally, you've got to simply make a decision. Make a decision that you want to let go and not allow this person or this event to continue to hinder you in your growth. Man, the forgiveness process, that has worked for me so often in my years as a Christian. But man, acknowledging it, asking God, and really making a decision. I don't want to be stuck here anymore. I want to move on. You know, refusing to forgive keeps us from moving forward. And uh, because it locks us in like a time machine, if you think about it. I mean, you guys remember the game growing up, green light, red light. And so, you know, we, we played it where your back was to the person and when you turn around, you know, green light and then you, you face a red light and they got to stop. And you turn back around and they trying to run closer to you. The goal of the game was whoever gets the closest to the wall and touch it first, they won. But I think about that on, on a spiritual level 
for brothers and sisters who are stuck on green, on red light because they refuse to forgive people or situations. And it's like the church is moving. Church is moving forward. God is moving. It's all perspective, right? But you look at some brothers and sisters and they're just stuck at red light. Again, brothers and sisters, I think it's because somewhere they have decided I will not forgive a person or an event. But you know what? Jesus taught us about the importance of forgiveness. You know, I want to really address right quick the misconceptions that forgiveness is. The misconceptions about what forgiveness, true forgiveness is. You know, when you think about this, forgiveness is not condoning the behavior. You know, forgiveness is simply not condoning the behavior. To forgive is not saying to that person, what you did is okay. What you did to me is okay. It is saying the consequence of your behavior belong to God and not me. So you're taking yourself out of the equation. But it's not condoning what they did. That's not what forgiveness is. Again, misconceptions about what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. (laughs) You know, uh, if you had a bad experience and over and over you walk right back into the same and similar situation only to face the same disappointments, Ah, when we forgive, those terrible memories and feelings hopefully gradually diminish. But man, it's not about, you know, forgetting what happened. It's about being able to let go and move forward. You know, forgiveness is not doing the person the favor. You know, according to Jesus, we are to forgive even those who remain unrepentant. In other words, if you go to provide forgiveness to a brother or sister who has hurt you and you say, hey, I just wanted to let you know I've let it go. I forgive you. Let's move forward. And their response is, well, so it didn't didn't mean anything to me if you did or didn't. Doing you're not doing that person a favor when you forgive them. Even if they remain unrepentant, forgiveness benefits the giver, you and I, as much as it does the receiver. So you're not doing that person a favor. You're actually doing yourself. You're helping yourself out. And the final misconception about providing forgiveness is it's not easy. Forgiveness is not easy. You know, many of you guys are aware uh, I was in this region. Uh, I got appointed an elder in, in January of 07, and I transitioned to another region in August of 2013. And uh, when I stepped down from the eldership, transitioned to the other region, man, I really went into that region thinking, man, the sky is the limit. I want to serve and give and love these brothers and sisters and, and, and make sure the church is doing well. Do what I can. I was ready, man. Let's go 110 miles an hour. Well, I got there and it was totally opposite of what I envisioned. Most Sundays I was sitting on on my hands, just sitting, doing nothing. So I go from doing everything and doing a lot to God's glory to doing nothing. And so over time, 
I started to build some attitudes against brothers and some sisters in that ministry. And man, it wasn't until I decided to forgive and let go and get open with my heart and really take ownership of my shortcomings and ask God to help me out and made a decision I wanted to get better. It was not until that time that I was able to get past that period in my life. But man, during that time before I decided to forgive and move forward, man, I blamed everyone. Yeah, that brother right there, he's the reason why I'm not doing well. Yeah, that sister, ah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Ah, that brother there, he just has issues. He doesn't like me. Not until I decided, you know what? What is God trying to show me in this situation? And I wanted to get better. So I had to forgive. I had to move forward. Was it easy? That last misconception what we just talked about. It was not easy. But God benefited when I did it. Amen. The importance of forgiveness. You know, let me catch up here, brothers and sisters, right quick. You know, I have a couple uh, things I want you to really focus on, because honestly, let's go back right quick. For ministry our size, 400 plus people, there's pockets of many of you out there that probably potentially have issues with other brothers and sisters. In other words, it's situations where you need to provide forgiveness and move forward. And so I wanted to help you get in contact with those situations to really move forward. So I'm going to provide you some things on how do I know when I have truly forgiven? How do you know when you have truly forgiven someone and moved forward and moved past situations? The first one is, if you no longer think about it day and night, (laughs) if you have not truly forgiven someone, you think about it all the time. It consumes you. Trust me, I'm speaking from firsthand experience. You think about it when you wake up. You think about it when you lay down at night. You think about it when you eat your lunch. But man, how do you know when you've truly moved forward and you've provided forgiveness for someone when you no longer think about it day and night? Or how about this? You no longer have to talk about it all the time. You know, that's a lot of... A lot of brothers and sisters, man, they just want to harbor on the situations 24-7. Well, yeah, are you aware of that brother? You know, he did that. That sister, she did that, and she was wrong. Did I tell you, Bob, you know, I haven't seen you in a week. Did I tell you? Yeah, you've told me four weeks straight. I got you. I've been praying for you. Yeah. But you know you have provided and forgiven someone or a situation when you don't have to harbor on it and talk about it all the time. How about... The third one, you no longer feel the need to seek revenge. Hello, that's a big one. You know you have truly forgiven someone, brothers and sisters, when you no longer, you know, have the urge to seek revenge. It's like, amen, I'm going to pray for you. I've forgiven you, and I'm going to pray for you. I don't need to get even. See, in a world, I was the king of getting even. You stepped on Big Bob's toes. 
And Big Bob is either step on your toes or do something to get even. That's who I am in my sinful nature. But in God's church, in the fellowship, you know that you've truly moved on and forgiven someone if you no longer feel the need to seek revenge or get even. How about number four? You no longer live in bitterness and anger. You know, uh, <laughs> we had a park service and I was talking to this one brother a couple weeks ago. And I hadn't seen a brother, you know, since we've been in the pandemic. We kind of missing each other. I was at the park service. He was not. He was there. I was not. And so I seen him. You know, we're happy to see each other. We're talking. The first comment out his mouth. You know, I was sick and uh, no one called me. No one brought me food. No one. He just went south. You know, no one did this. This church doesn't love people. And, he just went on and on and on and on. And I, you know, when he finished, I allow him to finish. When he finished, first I said, you know, brother, I apologize. You know, as a church, as a community, we got to do better. And so if that's your reality, if that's what happened, I want to apologize because of that, you know, and take ownership. You know, we've got to do better with that. But I said, but I want to help you out, bro, with your perspective in terms of, I feel like you've got to forgive some people. Because that had happened in the beginning of the pandemic. So that was what, March of 2020, April of 2020? So over a year later, and it was, as he shared, it was very fresh in his mind. It was almost like, you know, he said, man, when I see Bob, I'm just going to offload on him. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, holy smokes, bro, amen. Amen, brother. But I told him, I said, bro, do you have to forgive some people? You've got to let them know where you felt like they dropped the ball and you felt like they didn't love you. Got to be honest. Speak the truth in love. But at the end of the day, you've got to forgive them because it's not doing you any any benefit. And uh, he got it, you know, and uh you know, prayerfully, you know, the brother can continue to get better. But, man, it was so easy for him to stick in that bitterness and anger stage. Because personally, again, what I feel is he had a lot of forgiving to do. And finally, how do you know when you have truly forgiven someone? You can recall those who hurt you and you can wish them well. You know, you can you can say the brother or sister name and. You can pray for them and you can wish them well and 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 it's it's awesome. <laughs> Maybe you probably won't be their best friends. I don't know. But man, when they come to mind, it's nothing negative. When that brother or sister walk past you in the fellowship, it's not, no type of resistance. It's strictly loving each other with the love of the Lord. But you know that you have truly forgiven when you recall their name or you see them, those who have hurt you, and you can wish them well. Man, we forgive because God forgave us. I mean, that could have been a title of a lesson right there, and we could have went so many places with that. Why do we should be in the habit of forgiving each other? Because God forgave and forgives us. So why not provide what he gives us. No matter what someone might have done to you, you always need to be ready to forgive. 
even if they don't repent and extend a hand of mercy during that time. Because God desires mercy, not sacrifice, Hosea 6, 6. And if we aren't willing to be Christ-like and mimic Jesus, then what are we doing, family? We're playing church. And so I want to encourage you at this moment. I want you to think about if there are any situation, any person or any situation where you know you've got to deal with it and provide some forgiveness to that person or that situation. See, because Jesus taught this throughout the Bible, the importance of forgiving. Because if not, as I said earlier, it's going to be a monkey on your back. It's going to be a big backpack. It's going to weigh you down. It's going to take you out. But on a personal level, I want you to think through, is there anyone in the fellowship in the church or even in your immediate family that you know, you know what? I've got to have a conversation and I've got to forgive because that's what God is calling me to do. I want to challenge you, family. Let's do that within the next 24 to 48 hours. Let's not hold on to it while the lesson is fresh, while it's fresh on the front of your mind. You know, call someone you're close to. Say, hey, I need help here. Think about the process we talked about. Acknowledge what do you need to acknowledge in terms of your role? What do you need to Pray about and ask God to give you the strength. And then make that decision to glorify God by forgiving. No one is perfect. You know, what's the old saying? Uh, we, we're we're, we're uh, imperfect people following a perfect Savior. So we're imperfect people. So we fall short. We're going to hurt each other's feelings. We're going to step on each other's toes. But we're following a perfect Savior, a great example, who have shown us what forgiveness is and how powerful it is. Let's follow that example as we grow closer to one another and grow closer to God. Things that Jesus taught, Jesus taught the importance of forgiveness and what it means to move forward with the love of the Lord. Guys, it's been awesome this morning. Hopefully you've taken something away from our time together. Uh, really think about in your groups what we talked about in terms of forgiven, forgiveness. And if there are situations or person, you need to provide that too. So God be the glory, and it's been awesome. Good morning, and I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com 